Oh yeah, NFL Conference Championships. Uh, it's uh, it's starting to heat up. Uh, if you haven't already been getting into the NFL in this postseason, now's the time to tune in. Nine AM this morning, Ravens Chiefs. That is a big one in Baltimore, and then we've got the Forty ers and the Lions. And uh, joining us now on the line, uh, out of ESPN, a man who knows a lot more about it than both of us is he? It's uh, it's Mark <laughs> Brown. Welcome in, Mark. Hey, good to be with you guys. This is definitely a big day here in the U.S. as far as the NFL is concerned. We all know how big Super Bowl Sunday is, but you got two <laughs> teams, two games where we're going to have that spot, uh, spots in the Super Bowl booked. So this is a big one. Um, we'll be planted in front of our TVs, we Americans. I was, uh, I was actually going to say, Mark, if the Super Bowl is like Christmas morning, what, what's the conference championships? Is that like, I don't know, a birthday, Thanksgiving? <laughs> what's, what's the equivalent? Yeah, I think it's probably more like Thanksgiving, you know. Uh, I, but for NFL, like for all Americans, okay, you know, the Super Bowl is also a it's a social thing, like big parties and stuff like that. People who don't pay attention all year still go to a Super Bowl party. Mm. Here it's more about, you know, the diehards. Um, it's pretty big. It, I'm bigger than Thanksgiving, not big, not as big as Christmas. How's that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the, the start with the NFC. Uh, the, the 49ers, uh, who finished 13-5, and five, going up against the Detroit Lions, finishing 14-5. and five. Um, Are we looking at the two best teams in the NFC from the regular season? Yeah, if, when we're talking about San Francisco, the answer is definitely. I mean, they have you know consistently been uh, to this level over the last few years, um, and they have performed as expected. The Lions, you know, look, they're they're one of the best teams in the NFC, but we didn't know about them. They have no history of success. I'm talking about the Super, this is Super Bowl 58 in the Super Bowl era. The Detroit Lions have been one of the worst franchises as far as win-loss records, hapless even, mm. um, have never appeared in a Super Bowl, have only been to this round one other time. However, from being a terrible team under uh, the previous coaching, Dan Campbell mm. has gotten the Lions on a three-year track from you know two or three wins now up to one step from the Super Bowl. So that has been a fantastic rise for them. Um, but this is a tough task on the road against the Niners. Yeah, the, the 49ers mid-season, I'd say, Mark, were sort of touted as the as the real Super Bowl contenders. They defeated the Eagles 42 points to 19. That was an absolute um, shellacking, a bit of a marker for the rest of the league. But then, is it fair to say they sort of limped towards where they are now, just based off how well they were playing? I mean, what was, what was working so well for them back then, and, and maybe what have they lost over the last few months that they'll need to get back if they want to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, they did have um, they did have some injuries, and uh, one of the key guys back uh, after getting hurt just last week will be Debo Samuel. But, you know, they definitely had a bit of a lull, but they're so solid in all phases, offensively and defensively. Um, incredible talent on the offensive side of the ball, on Debo Samuel and um, Christian McCaffrey. And, of course, you know, the unexpected hero at quarterback who, you know, no one thought anything of, um, until he got the job, did look uh, well last year. I don't worry too much about um, the lull that San Francisco had uh, because this is this is a playoff-tested roster and a team that really is on the verge of the Super Bowl and under incredible amount of pressure, if you think about it, because they've had these great runs into the playoffs. They've not gotten to the Super Bowl. So they, they're feeling the pressure. The Lions, they are, they are playing with the house's money right now.
And you're talking about Brock Purdy there. Selected dead last in the 2022 draft. They call that spot <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant. In his first season as a first-string yeah. quarterback for San Francisco, he's gone and made the Pro Bowl and finished the regular season with the highest quarterback rating in the entire league. Tell us about Brock Purdy and what makes him so special and why he continues to be undermined from the general public. Boy, you've, you've covered a lot of ground there, and you, you really captured it perfectly because you know, when you're an unheralded quarterback, right, and you're picked so late, then you know you're not you're not mentioned with the Patrick mm. Mahomes and the Josh Allen's and and all these uh, current great quarterbacks. Uh, all he does is go out and move the team, take what the defense gives him. He puts up very good numbers, but he is a, he is underwhelming. I don't know if you'll remember the previous quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. It mm. was sort of the same in that he was pretty solid, but never got any credit. Right. Um, they have such balance that they don't necessarily need someone as spectacular as, as Mahomes. This guy just does his job, he does it well, and he's fine being under the radar. He's just happy to be in the NFL. I mean, he's getting paid, like, minimum amount of money. I think he's got, like, roommates in an apartment and stuff. He doesn't have, <laughs> you know, a big a palatial uh, home yet because he's not making enough money to. But he's about to, and uh, I think he's going to do just fine. You know, this is not a game that people are going to think about as, you know, it's Jared Goff versus um, Brock Purdy, right? That's not a, a really sexy matchup at quarterback. But these are both two guys that have performed above expectations over these last couple of years. There's a. It reminds me of another uh, certain quarterback, Mark, who was selected late in uh, in his particular draft and ended up becoming one of the greatest of all time. So maybe there's uh, there is there is some longevity coming up for Brock Purdy. Uh, what what did Detroit have to bring then? If they, what's the silver bullet? If they are to win this afternoon, what do they got to do? You know, I, I think this is going to be a really really tough tough thing for Detroit. You know, they played at home in the playoff game uh, last week. Were phenomenal. Uh, they have their offense is explosive. I mean, they're capable of scoring with ev- anybody. Uh, it's really tough to do that against San Francisco. Uh, but Jared Goff has got to play like he has played at his best. He's had a couple of terrible games this year. Um, but if if he can play great and they can put up mm. points, my issue with the the Lions. They give up a lot of points. That's mm. always been the Achilles heel. They, you know, they win the games 35-30. You know, um, they're not going to be – they can't allow San Francisco to score, th- you know, 30 points in this game. So the defense of Detroit is really under the gun, and I think that's going to be the undoing. And uh, I feel like San Francisco is going is to take this one. Oh, there you go. He's given us a prediction already. Oh, what's, San Francisco. What's, the sc- what's, what's the score? What's the score, mate? We got a lot of pun- we got a lot of punters li- listening in that'll want to maybe throw a little bit on. What, what's the scoreline for you? Oh, okay. So I'm the last guy when it comes to to the betting. So um, you know, I, I still I'm so old fashioned with this. To me, it's who wins and who loses and who advances. Um, but I think right now that's about a seven and a half point spread. I think mm. um, in the favor of uh, San Francisco. The last time I looked, um, I high scoring or low scoring. I don't want your punters to be going on me. Uh, <laughs> this will be this will be high scoring. Okay, yes. it's going to be a high scoring. I'm not even sure what you. 
And you thinking yeah, the 49ers are going to be too good. Too good for the Lions. All right, then. Yeah. Let's go over to the AFC, the one that everyone is really looking forward to. It's actually the first of two games. Gets on the way 9 a.m. here. It's the Ravens taking on the Chiefs. Two very exciting teams. Two star quarterbacks. Well, one quarterback's got more at his disposal than the other. And I think it's fair to say, aside from maybe the Bulls, these are the best two teams in the AFC, perhaps the entire league. This is almost Super Bowl-like. Yeah, I, I think you could make that case. You definitely could make mm. that case. And, you know, it's very easy and accurate to build this one of the battle of just two of the most spectacular quarterbacks um, in the NFL and guys that are, you know, looking to stamp their mark in history. Now, Mahomes really has already done that, right? He's already won a couple Super Bowls, mm. and he's taken this team to the Super Bowl, you know, on, uh, on four occasions already. Um, and Lamar Jackson has not he's been an mvp probably going to be the mvp this year as well he's never gotten past where he is right now so you know lamar jackson i think the pressure is all on him not Mm. in any way on mahomes who's just he's just burnishing his legacy it's Mm. like is he going to be a guy who can put tom brady level super bowls uh by the time he is done the one thing, though, that is kind of under the radar because we bill it as these two superstars dueling back and forth is certainly true. These are the two stingiest defenses in all of the NFL. <laughs> Baltimore's given up the fewest points, and Kansas City has given up the fewest, the second fewest points. So these are not one-dimensional teams at all. These are tough defensive teams that have explosive quarterbacks that are going to be fun to watch. This is a thing I feel, Mark, about the Chiefs now. You know, eleven and six to finish the regular season. Not the sort of, I guess, dominance that we've seen or we've become accustomed to over the last few years. But Patrick Mahomes never missed an AFC Championship game in his six NFL seasons. It's it's just one of those teams, sort of like the Patriots, that just know how to win. And it doesn't matter how they get there. They're here in the conference championship. They could be there at the Super Bowl. And and for some reason, every single year, Patrick Mahomes seems to be standing there or thereabouts. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. You know, a couple years ago, right, the, the Chiefs were scoring tons of points. They were so explosive mm. in, the, in the passing game. You know, Tyreek Hill moved on, and he's still putting up mm. big numbers down um, in Miami. And there's not quite an, as much explosiveness, and the Chiefs are winning games in the 20s, you know, instead of 30s and 40s. Um, the bottom line, though, is whatever it takes – both these quarterbacks and Mahomes as well, they're going to do whatever it, whatever it takes. His record in the postseason is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, mm. And so, this, but this is going to be tough because he's on the road. He's generally had, you know, home games all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, this is Baltimore's uh, home field. And Baltimore is definitely has a chip on the shoulder. And Lamar Jackson does as well. You remember, like, he held out and didn't, you know, looking for that huge hundreds of millions of dollars. He got his big payday finally. So now it's like, okay, it, Lamar Jackson is a championship quarterback. Um, let's see it. And this is the opportunity. Home game, favored uh, against a less explosive than normal Kansas City team. Give us a sense of what Baltimore will be like to play at. And, uh, you know, even Taylor, I think Taylor Swift's heading there from Manhattan. Like, what, what will it be like? Have you, have you been to Baltimore? Is it, is it as scary as people say? Um, I, well, it's scary environment to play football in because of the fans and all that. 
Uh, yeah. Or, or whatever. Or just Baltimore. We'll categorise it into two parts, Mark. Firstly, the stadium, playing at, playing at the Raven Stadium and what that's like, the answer. But also the city, because I told Izzy a story about when I travelled through Baltimore and basically the whole city went into lockdown. There were police helicopters flying over <laughs> our hotel. So for me, it's a pretty scary place. <laughs> yeah, have you... I don't know. Have you guys seen the series The Wire? It's yeah. uh, several years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's you know. I mean, that's a you know, that's not present day exactly, but um, yeah. I mean, Baltimore has has their 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 city's reputation has been on the downturn for a while, but the shining light, of course, of the Baltimore Ravens, and you know, the what we're, what we're going to see here is we're going to see a you know great atmosphere a crowd going going nuts it's supposed to be about 45 degrees fahrenheit sorry guys you, you guys are gonna have to convert that's that, called uh for me but <laughs> that's cold but um you know it's it, yeah, it's not it's not as cold it's, at this time of year that kind of cold should not be in any any factor at all um there is maybe some rain that'll They'll come in in the second half that could make it sloppy. Um, but I think Baltimore is in great position here. Navar Jackson has been delivering, and mm. uh, they're getting their, you know, his favorite target. He's got a big tight end. Mark Andrews has been out since November. He's supposed to be back in the lineup. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's the best running back on the Ravens, yeah. even though he's not a running back. Um, so his dual threat in the running portion it really the Ravens depend on that much more than Kansas City uh, relies on Patrick Mahomes. He can run it, but uh, generally speaking, you know they're not calling design run plays the way they will with with Lamar Jackson. Has Patrick Mahomes got enough in his uh, arsenal to help him get the job done, or is Travis Kelsey going to get peppered? You know I. I can I can never bet against Mahomes if I were a better <laughs> yeah. person. I mean, the guy is just no matter how bad they're playing, there's a solution that he comes up with with some crazy play, whether it's with his legs or you know running one way, throwing the other. Uh, the, the the level of you know just athleticism, and he's got the winning gene. How and you know he's got Kelsey. That's that's mm. definitely something. But you know the Baltimore defense, the home crowd. Um, I love Kansas City. I love Mahomes. Uh, I have no problem seeing him go and win another Super Bowl. But I'm feeling like it's Baltimore. You know, I feel Oof. like this is the first time Baltimore has been like this group of Baltimore Ravens. You know, over the last few years has had this moment where they're hosting one game to go to the Super Bowl, and uh, I just—they're not as sexy. They're not as exciting necessarily. But they've been the best football team in the NFL start to finish this year. So I feel like Kansas City's gonna have a gonna have a problem. Good mm-hmm. game, probably not high scoring, um, but it's gonna be a tough kind of smash mouth football game. Mm-hmm. Talking to Mark Brown out at ESPN, just a couple of quick ones uh, to finish. Mark, you're just mentioning Lamar Jackson there, and I know so much gets made with quarterbacks about you know um, this being a pass-first league and the modern quarterback who, like Mahomes, you know, has the running game as well as the passing game. And you mentioned Lamar Jackson, more, more a runner than a ball thrower. Time will tell over the next two weeks if the Ravens do go on and win a Super Bowl, but just from your point of view, is is that sort of running quarterback 
um, a winning recipe or do they need, does it still seem like you need that throwing game in the NFL to, to, to go on and win a Super Bowl? No, you absolutely do. And I think because Lamar Jackson is such a dangerous runner, um, his, you know, his passing game is not as respected. And I think that's a mistake mm. because he really does have an incredible arm. And, and when they need it, I mean, he absolutely, I mean, if he, if he didn't have his legs, you know, as a, as a runner, I mean, he certainly wouldn't, wouldn't be such a game changer that he is now, but he is such a problem for opposing defenses. When you've got a guy who can run that well, he would be a great running back if that was his position. So he can escape sacks and throw down the field. He can escape sacks and run 40 yards. So um, it's really hard to get the Ravens off the field because when they're in trouble, you know, you just put it in Lamar Jackson's hands, and he'll either run it or he'll throw it, and he's gonna he's gonna get that uh, he's gonna get that first down and keep the chains moving and keep the drive alive. So, you know, I feel like Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove in uh, in this game. Hmm. He really does. He can't if he has a poor game, they're gonna be like, up, oh, you know, same old Lamar Jackson. You know, great hmm. regular season, they win a lot of games, and you know, underachieve in the playoffs. So, yeah. I feel like that the Ravens and Jackson are going to step up here and um, and get to the Super Bowl. So what does uh, what does today uh, entail for you, Mark? Are you able to, to park up on the couch and, and watch the games? Are you, are you on the tools? What's, uh, what's conference championship day look like for Mark Brown today? Uh, well, um, I am traveling. I'm coming back from the Boston area back to my home in Connecticut. And so I am going to get home uh, just in time for kickoff. And yes, um, I will get myself some uh, some nice uh, treats. Uh, might have a <laughs> a little bit of a drink or two. You know, got nothing to do. It's kind of early, right? It's a three o'clock game. It's a six thirty game, so it's not like you got to stay up late and you know not feel great for work the next day. So I will be chilling. My feet will be up. I'll be uh, eating and drinking and uh, enjoying this one. Well, Locked you, in. You got to you got to spill the beans, Mark, on what your what your football snacks are. Because everyone here loves texting us in and telling us what they get up to, especially for Super Bowl. But what are you? Surely you've got you some go-to's for you when you park up on the couch and watch some football. Yeah, actually, it's gonna it's gonna be just like a you know big plate of nachos with uh, mm. you're gonna have some ground beef taco sauce, some uh, melted cheese, uh, maybe a couple of jalapenos. Um, you know that's that's gonna be my my main base right there. Um, <laughs> and it's super you know Super Bowl's really Super Bowl or big big football games is really more of a beer day than it is you know wine or mm. you know liquor or anything like that. So um, light beers for me. I like you know, that at, at, at this point. Oh. Life, yeah, nachos and some not, beers. Is he? That sounds like an absolute not treat. Good, not good for a bloke that's done a ten day detox today. Can't have no nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, thanks, that, Mark. That doesn't help. That doesn't. That doesn't help the waistline. <laughs> Hey, Mark, uh, uh, Mark, do really appreciate you coming on. Thanks heaps for your time. Uh, travel safe and, uh, and enjoy the conference championships. Uh, it, there's going to be some cracking games and, and can't wait to see which two teams emerge and, uh, and, and go head-to-head uh, in the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks heaps for joining us here on ECNZ. Thanks, Mark. All right. My pleasure, boys.